Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you for giving us this day our daily bread and for forgiving us as we forgive each other. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. Thank you, God, for delivering us from evil. And that the power is yours forever, as is the kingdom. And today we really look at that important fact that it is only those that actually carry the crown and um, the lengths of deaconesses or deacons or priests um, that should speak in terms of in the church and publicly that kind of thing we're going to to look at this because this is the first of december but we are on the third day of our advent prayer set it's day three and so it's nine days of prayers that we're doing and i'm sharing this out with the public and the videos are really low-key they're really fun but they are excellent and amazing in terms of the content because it comes through the crown and so the crown is the official crown of god and it's also human as well so there's the human um gifting and recognition of the crown and um there's also the the crown certainly by god as well so it's brought forward that way it is very very nice and fun it's humble it's low-key um, in terms of the facebook page as well and i get to share um all of the extras too there's lots of extras in terms of the notes that i'm taking and what i'm doing there which is very good i mean it's absolutely excellent every single day i also engage with each of the prayers and this is what i invite you to do in the way that it will truly bless you if you do so so for day three i have got you know this real importance of faithfulness to god that is what it's all about ultimately what's happening in this as you'll find out later on today at 4 p.m is that mary is betrothed to joseph he is supposed to be the father and protector of the holy family the head of the entire family above even mary however the thing is at this particular point in the story looking back at um advent and uh, you know the first coming of jesus in this world where Mary has found that she is con going to be um, conceiving of the child of God. She's going to give birth to Jesus Christ. But she finds out at that point, um, before even naming him, that this is the child of God. So she's in this position where she has really been found to have favour with God. She finds out that she's going to be conceiving the child of God. And now 
At this particular point, Joseph cannot quite comprehend how Mary could be conceiving of any child at all in any way without him being at the head of this situation. He cannot comprehend intellectually because he does not have that level of wisdom. And so it's a really tricky time because traditionally um, men as well as now are supposed to be the head of each family or certainly of each person that they are betrothed to, they would be expected to be leading in this situation. But all of a sudden, Joseph almost probably feels like that has been taken away from him. And although it hasn't, it's just that he needs extra time to focus on God that he hasn't obviously had during this time. And and that's quite a kind of normal thing for people, all people, not just Joseph in this occasion, but for all people during Advent, we think of all the busyness of the season. And even now, as we are being given this great opportunity, even during the pandemic, to quieten down our lives and really have the opportunity to um, be at peace in greater depth and prayer, to gain, therefore, greater wisdom from God, some people still find that difficult to really take that time. But we can imagine that because of that, certainly many people will feel like they just don't get it. They don't know what's going on because they haven't taken the time to gather the wisdom and the clarity. Not because it's not there. It's definitely there. If Mary could have that wisdom and clarity, it was there all along. God was with her all that time. Just as God is there in the presence of Joseph, but he needs this extra time to contemplate it and really truly be with God more wholeheartedly. So during this time, we look at, you know, what it's like for Mary being separated from the one that she's betrothed to. And even more importantly, when she's actually pregnant with a child, where is he? What is he doing? She's at this time, very faithful and steadfast in her love for God. She keeps her eyes, her gaze on God, as we find out. And, um, you know, this is wonderful. She is experiencing all of the gifts that one might expect because she is truly in communion, in deep communion, in a very, very high level of communion with God. She has resolve, comfort, nourishment, and she has solutions in this really difficult or otherwise difficult time. It's not difficult for her because she has God with her. It's difficult for Joseph until he comprehends and takes the time with God. So we again, we get to see what life is like for those who take time for God and have communion with God as opposed to those who do not and who don't take that time. There is a difference and a stark difference in their way of looking at life. And this is true of everyone today.
So we're going to look at that in particular. And again, just even going over the gifts of God that that communion and deep, honest reflection can and does bring. And we look at Genesis 3 as I am brought to look at this. And it says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. Okay, so here in this time, in every time when there is a separation between um, God and... Um, not saying well I suppose in this in this case you could say that but in any time where there is a separation particularly from the male and the female that are called to be together it is vitally important first of all in any case that um you know there is a separation unless someone is actually called to be together by God and I talk about this about the importance of you know God's authority um now God's authority was over both Adam and Eve very clearly so they were both meant to actually be together but something happened here we hear that you know um Adam is not around in this particular situation so we also see a type of reflection in this situation of the man or the male, the one that's supposed to be the head of the household, the one that's supposed to be the leader, is somehow gone astray or missing. <clears throat> There's something to do with his belief, with his carrying out <clears throat> of the tasks that he has been ordained to carry out. There's something missing, something's gone astray, and that is the situation that is here in this particular part of Genesis. But this is also a very thanks be to God for this, very good reflection of what's happening <clears throat> for both Mary and Joseph, but in a different way, at a different level, because Joseph, at the time of um, this day three prayer, is not with Mary. He doesn't understand. He is not with her at this time, and she is separated from Joseph. So in the same way, we can look to the differences between the two sets of people and how this is the point where, um, you know, someone has the opportunity to commune with God. But instead, when Mary was able to commune with God and do that and keep faithful in Christ, at the time of separation from Adam, as we look back to the beginning at Genesis, this is where the fall happens for Eve. She is not with Adam. And this is the point where she could be communing with God and with her husband, but she is not. She is instead communing with 
the devil. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die, for God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together, and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden, in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. So again, <clears throat> reflective in this time that um, there is a type of wisdom, but it's a wisdom that is not bestowed on them, um, that they are um, allowed to, to enter into, is not one that has been um, designed or orchestrated by God. It, in fact, is a type which is of anti-God, it is against God's will, and that is the type of wisdom or ideas of things that they both Adam and Eve have entered into. Now, the the way in which Mary and Joseph are able to turn this entire situation around is absolutely vital. And that is why it's so important to look at the two different types of um, spouses in these agreements under God and under oath to God to see where this disparity is and where the change is and what the separation is and what actually constitutes as God's will as opposed to going against God's will. And so we see that reflected um, again in Mary and Joseph that they are separated but as soon as the wisdom, the clarity, the communion happens with God under God's will with Joseph, those two come back together because it is the divine will. And this is really interesting, as we say, because um, the entire nativity, the entire Christmas story just becomes even more important as we look to why um, and just the differences between these two set of spouses, as I said. Okay. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told thee that thou wast naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee, that thou shouldest not eat? And the man said, The woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. 
And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed, and it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. And to the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. And unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of of the fruit of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it, Cursed is the ground for thy sake, in sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread till thou return unto the ground, for out of it wast thou taken, for dust thou art, and unto dust thou shalt thou return. And Adam called his wife's name Eve, because she was the mother of all living. And unto Adam also, and to his wife did the Lord God make coats of skins and clothed them. And the Lord God said, Behold, the man is become as one of us, to know good and evil. And now, lest he put forth his hand, and also take of the tree of life, and eat and live for ever. Therefore the Lord God sent him forth from the garden of Eden, to till the ground from whence he was taken. So he drove out the man, and he placed at the east of the garden of Edom, Eden cherubims and a flaming sword, which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. As we find out, this is the time where this opportunity arises in this separation time between Mary and Joseph, and it is vital This is a turning point, the turnaround for the entire of humanity is the saviour is in Mary's womb. She is conceived of God and God therefore is who she turns to, who she places her trust in. Unlike Eve in the situation at the beginning, Mary is able to turn around the entire situation and the entire story for the coming of Jesus Christ. And this is very important to all human beings Every single human being is important. It's to their detriment if they do not understand or listen or hearken unto this in terms of the importance of the nativity of Mary and Joseph. There are many people that are lost today and that is because they haven't understood the importance of the nativity of our Lord Jesus Christ through Mary and Joseph and how they have given the perfect example to turn everything around.